0: Welcome to Flip The Script. All right, so today we're going to be talking about the fall of Kabul, Afghanistan. This is a hard subject to talk about. Now, I didn't serve in Afghanistan myself. I served in Iraq. That was my area of operations, but I have a lot of friends who did serve in Afghanistan. I have friends that died in Afghanistan. Okay, so this subject is very dear to me, okay? Now, listen, we've been in Afghanistan for 20 years. We've been training their military with the expectation that they will be able to fight against the Taliban themselves. And that's been the mission, right? Well, we originally it was to go in there and take out Osama bin Laden, right? It took many years to do that. Now, we got Osama bin Laden in 2012, I believe, and we remained in Afghanistan because... If we didn't, then the Taliban would take over Afghanistan. Now, I do agree with withdrawing out of Afghanistan. I do not believe that we should have been in Afghanistan for 20 years. However, there is a way to do it the right way. And United States bureaucrats over four administrations, the Bush administration, the Obama administration, the Trump administration, And now the Biden administration, the bureaucrats, career government entities who serve in the government for 30 years or more were not willing, or they just straight up did not want to do what was necessary in order to finish the job in Afghanistan and to completely rid the Taliban of the area. There's many reasons for that. There's money-making apparatuses going on, there's politics, there's a whole bunch of different things going on. Now the result of this type of inaction, or I would say more of a pretend war, was American bloodshed over 20 years. We kept on sending our young fighters, our young warriors to Afghanistan year after year, deployment after deployment, coming home with mangled bodies in coffins with mental issues, PTSD, over a period of 20 years because of career bureaucrats instead of our government that were not willing to do the hard work. So, this is what the issue is, the Taliban. Now, there's a lot of people right now who don't realize that the Taliban are the ones who were responsible for the September 11th attacks in the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. They are responsible for that. I don't care what conspiracies you've heard on YouTube or any of that, okay? It was the Taliban is responsible. You hear certain parts of the left like, oh, well, the people who did it were from Saudi Arabia. Yes, they were from, their nationality was from Saudi Arabia, but they weren't working on behalf of the Saudi government, right? They were working on behalf of the Taliban in Afghanistan and Pakistan, okay? So let's get that straight. They were not working as Saudi nationals, working for the Saudi government, okay? They were working for the Taliban and Al-Qaeda. We could use those words interchangeably, okay? Al-Qaeda, the Taliban, right? You want to get into semantics of whether it was Al-Qaeda or it was the Taliban, okay? They're just cut from the same cloth. They move between organizations freely, okay? And they saw Al-Qaeda go into Iraq. Al-Qaeda became ISIS, okay? It is the same people. It's the same people. It's not two different organizations. It's the same organization. All they do is they change their name. Okay? So listen, the Taliban, Al-Qaeda, they work together. You could even go as far and say that they're the same organization. Now, if we really wanted to rid the Taliban from Afghanistan and give the Afghani people true democracy to where that they could choose their government and how they wish to live their lives, then we would have to cut off the funding for the Taliban. Any military strategist will tell you, you want to stop an army, a government, you cut off their funding. Okay, so then how do you do that? Well, they have many different forms of income. Okay, they have the illegal opium trade, okay, because there's a lot of opium over there in Afghanistan that they grow. Now, that ends up here in the United States. How does that end up from Afghanistan to the United States? Mm. Well... How do drugs enter the United States? Ah, to the drug cartels, okay? Yes, the Taliban, Al-Qaeda, all those ter- terrorist organizations, they have direct links to the South American drug cartels. They are connected. So if you don't realize the problem at our southern border, if you think of that as just a migrant situation, people fleeing... This uh, South America has come to United States for a better life. If that's the way you view it, you need to check yourself, okay? Because that's not what it's about. I mean, that might be your focus. But people who want a secure border, their focus is not on that. Their focus is on the drug cartels, okay? Because I have news for all of you. You may know this, you may not. This may be the first time you're hearing this. But there are South American drug cartels that are operating in every single State in the continental United States. In all 48 states of the continental United States, there are drug cartel cells in every single state operating. I wouldn't be surprised if they're in Hawaii and Alaska as well. Okay. The situation that we are facing here is multi layered. Okay. So I'm just covering the one layer right now is the ties between the Taliban, Al Qaeda, and the drug cartels here in the West. The Taliban is waging jihad, and they want the West to fall, and they're sending drugs over here through Western drug cartels up into the United States through the southern border. Now, if it's so easy to get through our southern border from South America, people who the NSA, TSA, who are monitoring overseas terrorists that they're monitoring, they know that they can't fly into the United States. All right, so then how would they come if they wanted to cause internal damage inside the United States? Well, they would use people, first of all, who were on our list, right? They would radicalize and use people who were on any type of list to get them here in the United States. Or they come in through the southern border. They would use their friends and the drug cartels to get smuggled in. Okay? It's not hard. So while you guys have this veil on, of this flowery veil of like, oh, we just want to help these uh, South American... Uh, migrants fleeing oppression in South America and come to the United States. Okay, yeah, I get it. Your heart is good. I understand that. And you want to help these people, but that's not why, that's not what we're trying to stop, okay? It is because we don't know who's coming through, right? So that's why we have a legal means of immigration so that we could vet people who are coming in. You can't just have a free-for-all and let anybody come through because then you get your enemies, they come through. So that's the one layer so far that we covered. The next layer is the governments that are supporting the Taliban. Now, I'm going to point to Pakistan right now. When Osama bin Laden was killed, where was he hiding out? in? He was hiding out in Pakistan. Do you think that the Pakistani government didn't know that Osama bin Laden was there? Do you think that our intelligence agencies just figured it out. Like, oh, he was in he's in Pakistan? You think that just by intel sources that they were able to figure out uh, he was hiding out in Pakistan? And that the Pakistani government didn't know that he was there? They knew he was there. And they were protecting him. Pakistan funds the Taliban. They provide cover for them. Now, what's troubling about this is that Pakistan is a nuclear power. It has nuclear weapons. And It is supporting a terrorist organization that wants to destroy the West. Now, let me be clear here. When I say the West, I'm not just talking about the United States. I'm not just talking about Canada. I'm not just talking about South America. I know I have listeners from Barbados, France, England, Ireland, Canada. I have listeners from all over the place. And I thank you sincerely. Thank you so much. This includes you too. The Taliban wants to wipe you off the face of the earth. And a government with nuclear weapons is providing funding to them. Now, what just happened yesterday, the Taliban took over the whole country of Afghanistan. The president fled Afghanistan and is going to resign. And the Taliban took over his palace. They gave a news conference, an exclusive news conference from Al Jazeera TV. Al Jazeera somehow gained access to the Taliban inside the presidential mansions, palaces for a news conference. Okay, so what country does Al Jazeera come from? Al Jazeera is a news network of Qatar funded by Qatar. Qatar also funds the Taliban. If their news network has links to the the Taliban terrorist organization, and was invited for a press conference after they just took over the government. You think that Qatar doesn't have a role to play in this? You think they're not linked to the Taliban as well? They are, my friends. So you have these two countries, Qatar and Pakistan, that are providing huge cover and funding for the Taliban All at the same time as they pretend to be allies of the United States. So either the United States is a bunch of fools and our intelligence agencies have been played. And that means that they are extremely incompetent and stupid, which I'm going to tell you they are not. Do you think that the Pentagon didn't know what was going to happen if we withdrew the way that we did from Afghanistan? They knew. You know how I know that they knew? Because they went into an uproar when President Trump said he wanted to pull out of Afghanistan and out of Syria. And you had the de- the de- Defense Secretary Mattis, who I used to respect, quit after Trump wanted to pull out of Syria. We should never have troops in Syria in the first place. Trump wanted to pull out of Syria, and then General Mattis quits in opposition, think that he's making some type of stand. Where were all the department heads? Where were they? When Biden went through with this horrible withdrawal out of Afghanistan. Where were they then? Everybody's all tough and wants to talk all the talk when President Trump's in office. But then once one of your guys is in office and you told the party line. We see what real politicians these generals are. And these bureaucrats have been in the government for 30 plus years. and How they preserve themselves. Now everybody can see the veil is off. Everybody's eyes are open. People who have been paying attention to this for a while have known this already, but now it is on full display for the whole American public to see. It is a disgrace. I can't believe that this is where we are in 2021. We have some dark days ahead of us. It is not going to get any better. It is only going to get worse. It is impossible to be this incompetent unless it's on purpose. I hate to be this nefarious and I hate to be this doom and gloom. And even what I say might sound like it's a conspiracy theory, if you want to believe in conspiracy theories, but when the writing is on the wall, what else do you have to go off of? If it seems like our government was implicit in the rise of the Taliban in Afghanistan, it's because it was. It is. I can't explain why the United States would support the Taliban taking over Afghanistan. I can't come up with an explanation of why it would even make sense. The Taliban are not our friends. They're a terrorist organization. We cannot work together with them. They hate us. They want us dead. There is no peace talks with them. They do not want to negotiate. They don't want diplomacy. There's no peace meetings with Taliban. You talk to any veteran that has gone to Afghanistan, and I've talked to many of them, the Taliban does not want to negotiate. They do not want to talk. They want to kill us. Not only that, but they want to kill their own people who do not toe their line. So the Taliban now wants to impose Sharia law on the people of Afghanistan. They want to have a full radical Islamic government running Afghanistan. Now, people of Afghanistan are terrified and they are trying to flee this country. They're trying to get out of Afghanistan as quickly as possible. We have people that worked with us inside of Afghanistan that are being murdered now. If you were an Afghani and you worked with the United States and you still live in Afghanistan right now, you are most likely going to be murdered. Now I want to give a shout out to Lisa Daftari from The Foreign Desk. She runs the foreigndesknews.com. It's a great source of information, all things related to the Middle East. I'll give a shout out to her. This is where I'm getting all my information from, from these news articles. So this is from Fox News. Taliban fighters going house to house in Kabul. This is Fox News. Jennifer Griffin says she has received a firsthand account that Taliban fighters have already started going house to house in Kabul to look for any Afghan special forces who fought alongside the U.S. military. The Taliban, a source tells Fox News, has the records of those who served in Afghanistan special forces and are going to the homes of those individuals The source described the mood on the ground as sheer terror. That's just great. That's just great that we allowed this to happen for people that worked for us. We knew we were withdrawing out of Afghanistan. We had no plan put in place to help the people who helped us. Are you kidding me? You think the Pentagon doesn't know that as soon as we leave, anybody who helped us in Afghanistan is gonna be murdered by the Taliban and their families? It's not gonna just end with those people, it's gonna end with their families. And maybe in their extended families for generations, they, they will be that whole family bloodline will be annihilated. We had no plan to get them out. We had no plan to help them. Are you serious? How does this happen? It's beyond. I. I it's beyond comprehension. The level of incompetence, which makes me believe that it's not incompetence. It's done on purpose. It gets worse. Pentagon leaders reportedly praised Afghan army that collapsed in days. The Afghan military caved to Taliban pressure, losing control in the country in a swift and devastating fashion that undermined the praise American military leaders have heaped on them over the years. For years, American generals have claimed that Afghan forces were improving and developing their ability to handle themselves against the Taliban. Days took days for the Taliban to take over. After we've been training the Afghan army for twenty something years. Do you really believe that the Afghan army, after receiving training from the United States for twenty years, wouldn't be able to defend themselves? The United States military is arguably the best in the world. It is the best in the world. You have the best military in the world has been training your military for twenty years. In theory, then you should be the second best, right? Listen, it's very hard to recruit people, good people in Afghanistan to come and fight with the United States and to fight for their own country because of the fear that the Taliban puts in its own people. The people of Afghanistan fear the Taliban more than they trust the United States. And that's a fact. So when you have that situation going on where you will be murdered or your family will be murdered... If you help the United States, it's very hard to get people that are willing to risk their lives. And then when you find those people who are willing to risk their lives and they put it all on the line and we don't have any plan to get them out of that country when our military presence leaves, because we know that the Taliban is going to take over and we do nothing to help those who helped us get out of that country is beyond reasoning. It makes absolutely no sense. And I've learned over years that when things don't make sense, it's usually because there's something nefarious going on behind the scenes. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I know when something nefarious is going on behind the scenes because the writing is on the wall, because things don't make sense, they don't add up. Nothing in this situation is adding up. There's something very bad going on behind the scenes. I have theories about what it is, but I can't say them. I'll be kicked off the internet. Let you draw your own conclusions of what that is. All right, let's flip the script. Let's go back. It's like Saigon on steroids. That's how leading Afghan businessman Saad Mosseini described the scene to us today in Afghanistan. Just hours after the Taliban entered the city, completing their lightning fast takeover of the country throughout the city, according to Fox journalists, on the ground, Taliban fighters were seen on the streets walking and patrolling, driving around the government vehicles, going home to home, basically making their presence known for the public. The fighters are putting on an allegedly peaceful face, but most know their extreme fundamentalist rule might be felt soon. It looks like a nightmare. Faridin Azine explained. In an email to Fox News, he was a US military translator, still unable to get visas out of the country. Now there's a Taliban checkpoint outside of his apartment window. I do believe I will be killed if I am captured, he wrote us. How horrible is that? You risk your life helping the United States help your country, and then we leave and we leave you behind, and now you're going to be killed by the Taliban. Can you put yourself in that man's shoes? And the thousands of other people who have helped us over the 20 years of war in Afghanistan. Can you imagine the type of terror that they're feeling right now? You know, the United States public has not seen war since the Civil War, really, in the United States. Generations of generations of men and women growing up have never experienced war. Except for those who actually fought in a foreign war. World War One, World War II, Vietnam, Korea, Desert Storm, Iraq, Afghanistan. Those veterans who have actually experienced war have seen the terror and the horror that it brings on a nation. But the United States people are very shielded, very protected from the realities of the world. Everything they see is censored. Everything that they encounter in the news has gone through many layers of censorship and eyes watching it and it's put out in a way to be sugar-coated in a way that they want you to understand this information. Now European allies in the across the pond, war to them is a little bit more recent. They've experienced war on their own soil. They've seen the devastation that it brings like it did in World War One and World War Two. They understand about what war is and how going into a country if you're going to be waging war into a country, there better be plans to rebuild, restructure. The United States used to be good at this. But as I said in the beginning, we were not willing to do what was really needed to do to take on the Taliban in Afghanistan because of politics and because of bureaucracies, because of career politicians lying in their own pockets, because of bureaucrats in the government. They are the ones that really run the government, in which They're actually right since they have that much power. This is a sad, sad time for the United States and its place in the world stage. One thing is for sure. There's going to be dark days ahead. I've listened to this podcast in the past. You know that I'm all about the warrior mindset. And the fight's not over. It's not over until it's actually over. And we do not give in. We do not surrender. We may make a tactical retreat. We may change direction. We may make little minor changes, but we never quit. We never give up. We keep the fight on. The fight keeps going. We do not stop. Do not give up. Do not give in. No matter what happens, buckle up. It's be a bumpy ride. The pain is weakness leaving the body. The sacrifices have to be made in order to see the good things on the other end. We are experiencing bumpy rides, and there's going to be sacrifices that are going to have to be made. No matter what, protect yourself, protect your family. Make sure you go home at the end of the night. We're going to stop here. This is Flip the Script. Hope you enjoyed. At least hit the like button, hit the share button. Let's flip the script out.